Hi, this is David Lucarelli, creator of the Children's Vampire Hunting Brigade, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Hello, Albie from San Diego Comic-Con from Thinking Outside the Long Box. I am here today with Joanne and Kari from the comic book, Sirens of the City. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. Tired, tired. but it's been a week. Enthusiastic. Yeah, that's but good. tired. Sunday morning of Comic-Con, so. <laughs> yeah, this is the last day and we can get through it, I think. But I'm excited about this, so. Um, uh, Kari and uh, Joanne. Kari, you're the artist. Yes, sir. Beautiful cover. I was able to check out the cover. Uh, I haven't read the first issue yet. I want to. I'm excited. Uh, Joanne, tell me about this world. Uh, so it is 1980s New York. Uh, it is mostly based in the reality of the real New York, but with supernatural elements, it's, it's very heightened. Um, and our main character, Layla, is a 16-year-old runaway who is pregnant with a child of unimaginable power, and she does not want this pregnancy. So she runs away to New York uh, seeking help and does not realize that every supernatural creature that lives in New York City is after her because they want that power for themselves. So it is a struggle on every level for her. Um, Did you have... um any trouble adapting this story uh, to the visual part of it? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, like we, the this the story and the art, it all kind of came together at the same time. I mean, we 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 are great collaborators, and so like we developed it together, and it, it started with Joanne basically asking me what I wanted to draw. Oh, and nice. and I was just like, listen, I've always wanted to do uh, a dystopian uh, New York setting with had, that had factions, kind of like the Warriors, which is like one of my favorite yeah. movies. And Joanne was just like, okay, everyone does dystopian. Why don't we just set it in New York in the 1980s? Because that was basically that. Yeah. And so as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, <laughs> I know exactly how to draw that. Uh, and we just kind of went went from there. Um, speaking of collaborating, uh, I hope you don't mind me asking, but you guys are uh, a thing, an item. Yes. So what is it like collaborating with your partner? Um, I think it actually makes the process much easier and much stronger um, because we are like, you know, normally uh, in, in comics, it would be the writer would write a script, hand it off to the artist, and there's, you know, you give the artist space to do, you know, certain things on their own, but you don't really get to get the artist's input from the very beginning. But with us, we were able to, even before we started the full process, we were able to sit down and say, what do we each want to do in this story? I was able to ask him what he wants to draw, what kind of things he's interested in, and we built the story together. And now, like... Every time he draws a page, I look at it before it even goes to the editor. When he's designing characters, I can just sit there and we can both 
look at it and think about what the characters really need. Everything is a true collaboration. And I think that's what makes this book so strong is that we're both really in it together. It must be great to have that like shorthand between each other and be on the same wavelength. Yeah, I mean, it's... um, I know... I, I feel like at this point... I know what Joanne wants to see, <laughs> and I'm like, when, when you're when you're the artist, my first audience is is the writer. I really want to make sure that she's happy with it. It doesn't, no shouts, no you know, no no issues with my editor. I love him to death, but I'm trying to please Joanne. If I make <laughs> if I make her <laughs> if I make her happy, then I'm like, all right, then I think we're good. That's good. You got to keep her happy. It's it's. That's my whole goal in life. <laughs> uh, so, I'll take it. So the first issue's out. Uh, the second one's coming out August 16th, I believe. Um, and uh, how much uh, ahead, issues-wise, do you have like in your head and are you excited to write those stories? Um, it's actually, I think we're through to issue five, and I only have to write the last issue, which I know what happens. I just have to sit down and do it. I should have done it. <laughs> six months ago but life got a little busy <laughs> but yeah i know i know how it ends um and honestly with how much i've talked about it i think he could draw it without even having the script i think so. he had to yeah. Uh, yeah we know where it goes yeah i mean i'm at this point i'm maybe three quarters of the way through issue four so we're we're ahead of the game at this point we we have an ending in sight and we're just trying to hit you know the goal now Doing the covers and the inside art, is, is that difficult uh, to do both of them and uh, keep up with the schedule? Because that's a lot of art. It's a lot of work. Um, I think any editor will tell you that I've ever worked with that uh, it's a continual process to get things done on time for me. But I, I give you know a lot of props to Boom because they've given me a lot of space to just really feel my way out through this process. And to be honest with you, even before we came to Boom, we had two issues in the can. Yeah. So, that yeah, that helped tremendously. But yeah, the, the thing about us is that I'm always on time, if not early, and he's very slow. Yes, and I'm always <laughs> late, so we meet right in the middle. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, beautiful art. Yeah, uh, it's, you, it's, you can't rush an artist, right? No. It's, it's funny because when I first came up with this style, in my mind, I was like, well, you know, it's a black and white book. The art's a little looser, so it'll be faster for me to draw. But what happened was I got so invested in all the little details that go into creating this world so uh, that it really now it takes me like, twice as long as it should for every page. Yeah, he decides that he's going to draw so many characters in the background, so many little posters on the wall. He wants to put so many little 1980s Easter eggs all over the book. So make sure you take time to really look at the art because he puts so much work into it. The 80s was the best decade, I think. Yes. It was honestly, I mean, I've, I've lived through a couple decades now, and I will tell you, I had the most more fun. More than a couple. <laughs> more than a few. <laughs> I had the most fun in the 80s. Uh, Joanne, is there anything of yourself in this character? Um, I would say her uh, stubbornness, <laughs> her sassiness, um, yeah, her just refusal to give in to what everybody else wants from her. That's probably me. <laughs> There's honestly a lot of Joanne. Yeah. yeah. Probably some of my stank faces. <laughs> he's, he's stealing from me. She gives me tons of reference. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. 
so collaborating together and collaborating with Boom, uh, you seem to have enjoyed the whole process. Do you look forward to doing it more in the future with this uh, series or maybe another one? Yeah, I mean, we love working with Boom. They've been so supportive and they really understand what we're trying to do. Um, we're already trying to sell them on doing more <laughs> siren spinoffs. So, you know, buy lots of uh, lots of issues of sirens and maybe you'll get more sirens content. <laughs> all right. There's multiple covers, too, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so many it's covers. a million covers. <laughs> buy all the covers. <laughs> uh, can you give us any uh, hints or sneak peeks of what the covers may look like or ones you're really uh, interested in the public scene? There's a Cliff Chang cover coming. There's a listen. We thankfully I have a lot of friends in this industry who were like, "Yeah, man, we want on board." So we had no problem getting uh, cover artists. Um, there's a specific cover coming out that hasn't been seen by anyone yet, and it was so much fun for me because, without spoiling too much, uh, we have a scene in a roller rink, and so we have a kind of roller derby cover that. Uh, I went crazy on, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm excited for people to see that. It's not just a roller rink. It's if you are from New York, it is the Roxy, which was a nightclub in New York that would have giant roller disco parties. So for all you old school New Yorkers, you will <laughs> appreciate it. I've been to a roller disco, so I was a little kid, but I, I went. I remember it. So I I went to a couple. You know, roller skate parties in the 80s, <laughs> and I fell quite a bit. And uh, I'll never get on those ever again, but I appreciate the vibe of it. Oh, well, with this story and those 80s Easter eggs and the supernatural part of it, I'm definitely going to pick up this whole series. So I'm very excited. Uh, where can viewers at home that aren't at the con uh, pick up this uh, book and all the future ones? Well, uh, I guess from your local comic store, support your local comic shops. Um, you can get it. Uh, does Boom have an online sales thing? Yeah, boom there. must have some yeah. kind of situation. Go to I'm sure you on get Boom it on, Studios. On boom. Amazon, but yeah. we, I'm not sure if we support Amazon. I don't know what the, the current market <laughs> is, how we feel about that. Hey, listen, uh, get out how you can get it. If you got to steal it, I don't care, man. Just uh, what you got to do. Don't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Joanne and Kari, for being on Thinking Outside the Long Box. The comic is Sirens of the City. Go pick it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. Make sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah! <laughs>